To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Would you do me the kind favor at this moment to, to open your hymnals to page 321? Page 321. Page 321, because we're going to be looking at the Ten Commandments this morning. And uh, you can follow along there. I'm not going to read Dr. Martin Luther's explanation, but simply the commandments. We use as our section of scripture this morning for our message, the Old Testament reading from Deuteronomy chapter 30. You heard it read before. I recall just these words. See now, today I have set before you life and prosperity, death and disaster. This is what I am commanding you today. Love the Lord your God, walk in his ways and keep his commandments, his statutes and his ordinances. Then you will live and increase in number and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are going to possess. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who kept all of the commandments perfectly every day, my beloved. Our nation was founded on the rule of law. And that means for all citizens, that if you do good, you live in peace. If you do wrong, then there is punishment. And you can see today what happens when the rule of law is disregarded. Chaos ensues. Whether you knew it or not, all of the laws of our land have their basis in the Ten Commandments, God's law, summed up very succinctly for us in the Ten Commandments. Three of the four readings for today, that's including the psalm, all have reference to God's commandments. So what we want to do this morning is take a look at God's Ten Commandments and their purpose for our life. And so it was after 430 years in slavery in Egypt, God graciously and miraculously led the children of Israel, a million and a half of them, out of Egypt. And you know the story, the Red Sea parted, and they walked through, and maybe after a month or so, they found themselves at the foot of Mount Sinai. And there they would spend a year receiving God's commandments, and his statutes. How did it all happen? Exodus 19. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. 
These are the commandments the Lord proclaimed in a loud voice to your whole assembly there on the mountain from out of the fire, the cloud and the deep darkness. And he added nothing more than he wrote them on two stone tablets and gave them to me. So be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you. Please note that when God gave those ten statements, he was not giving a list of ten proposals or ten requests. He was not giving ten recommendations. He was not giving ten suggestions. He was giving ten Commandments. And in Exodus 20, he says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So what, for what purpose did God give the Ten Commandments? Actually, there, there, there are three the first purpose of the commandments of God is that they are a law or a restraint to curb e evildoers. Because you know, as I've told you from the pulpit many times, all of us were conceived and from birth we are naturally evil. People are not born neutral or good. And so if people are not restrained, Crime increases. That's why we have a police force. Support your local police force because they are not the enemy. They are a force for good. And their job is hard and it's dangerous. And if you ever bump into an officer around the city somewhere, and if you want to bump into some real quick, just... Uh, Go to Bunzel's at noon for soup, and usually you'll find some police officers there. And then uh, come up to them and say, thank you for serving. It really means a lot to them. And the second purpose of God's Ten Commandments is that they serve as a mirror. Or they show us our sin. We look at them and we say, I haven't done that. It's sort of like, you know, when you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is go to the mirror and you say, something's got to happen because this is sort of a mess. Or did you, ever, did you ever take a selfie, you know? And then after you do it, you say, oh, that doesn't look too good. Is that really how I look? If we do not recognize that we are sinners, then we can't realize that we need a Savior because by the law is the knowledge of sin. So I want to run through very briefly God's Ten Commandments, and I say very briefly this morning, and that's why I had you refer to page 321. The first commandment, you shall have no other gods, no trespassing against the triune God, no idols, Nothing in the place 
of number one that God reserves for himself. You know who the biggest idol that we worship so many times in our lives? You and me. We were born selfish. We were born worshiping ourselves. One of the first words that a uh, one or two-year-old kid learns, it's mine, that toy is mine. Jesus said, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The second commandment, you shall not uh, misuse the name of the Lord your God. No trespassing against the triune God's name or his reputation. Any public activity by a child of God that does not properly represent the reputation of your heavenly Father breaks this commandment. Jesus said, hallowed be your name. Commandment number three, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. No trespassing against the triune God's word. No neglecting of worship. And it's sad to say you can look throughout our, Wisconsin, our Missouri Synod, throughout the state of Wisconsin, and unfortunately, all too often, even our own Lutheran Christians are becoming biblically illiterate. Ask somebody if they know which testament 1 Corinthians is in, or what testament 1 Chronicles is in, or what's the difference between the two. Jesus kept this commandment perfectly. As usual, he went into the synagogue on the day of worship. The fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. God says no trespassing against authority. The first authority figures in our life, of course, are our father and our mother. But no disrespect for any of those in authority around us. No disrespect for those who are in authority in the political party, not in our favor. And sometimes those people who are not in our favor, because of the political opposition, we don't even pray for them. Jesus said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God. Jesus always kept this commandment perfectly right up to the time of his death when he said, mother, behold your son, son, behold your mother. The fifth commandment, you shall not murder. No trespassing against human life. And you know, we sometimes read that on the surface and we say, well, we're innocent, except when we hear our Savior say, whoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And Jesus tells us, love your enemies. And Jesus was perfect keeping this commandment when he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. The sixth commandment, you shall not commit adultery. No trespassing against sexual cleanness. Jesus said, whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And so many times we allow all this anti-Christian world around us to cloud our discernment. We've used the, the word gender 
to mask all of the, the choices supposedly that you have, 15 or 20 or 21, whatever the number is, instead of using just the plain word sex, because there are only two. And we view stuff during the Super Bowl halftime that you wouldn't look at if Jesus were sitting there with you, and he was. Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female? Maintain sexual cleanness. The seventh commandment, you shall not steal. No trespassing against your neighbor's property or business. You know, one time Malachi had to lecture the people of the Old Testament because they were stealing from God. Because they weren't giving their, their proper proportion of offerings and time to worship to him. Do I give generously, or am I selfish and stingy and greedy with my time and my money? Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. The Eighth Commandment, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. No trespassing against your neighbor's good reputation. Any gossiping? Any listening to rumors? Any taking pleasure in talking about the faults and the mistakes of somebody else? And Jesus had so many people around him criticizing him, and yet he instructs us, love your enemies. Commandments 9 and 10, you shall not covet. No trespassing against holy thoughts and desires. Not satisfied with what you have? Ever say to yourself, it's just not fair because I don't have as much as all those around me. Godliness with contentment is great gain. So I said there are three purposes of God's Ten Commandments, His law. One is to restrain outbreaks of sin because we're all so sinful. The second purpose is to look into the mirror of God's law and to recognize that we are sinners and that we need a Savior. And then there's the third purpose that I didn't get to, but I do right now, and that is the purpose of Ten Commandments for only Christians. God's Ten Commandments become for us a list of invitations and opportunities for us to show our love for our Savior who first loved us. Lord, how can I please you? How can I love you? You see, with our Lord, every day is Valentine's Day. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. God gave us his commandments beginning at Mount Sinai, and he began the commandments by saying, I am the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. I love you. Look what I did for you. We can say, Lord, you're the one who brought us out of slavery, of sin, death, and hell. How can we serve you? And so every day we attempt to keep the commandments, recognizing we can never do it perfectly. But we have to remember that Jesus not only died for you, to take away the punishment of your sins. He also lived for you perfectly, and then he gives you his perfection. You are God's perfection. 
and as impossible as it is for us to keep them perfectly as we attempt to do so, he loves us nevertheless. As forgiven children of God, forgiven of all sins against the Ten Commandments, Jesus says, Child, if you love me, keep my commandments. And we say, to this end, help us, dear Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.